0: Hey friends, welcome back to Begin As You Mean To Go On. I am excited to bring you this conversation today with Emmy Wu. And before I get into her official introduction, um, I reached out to Emmy probably almost two years ago now um, because I knew that Emmy is a video queen who makes brilliant brand videos for creatives. And um, she was the only person I even thought about reaching out to. So if you want to see an example of Emmy's work, you can head over to our homepage at CarvelDigital.com, and you can see the amazing brand video that she put together for us. Um, So Emmy is a storyteller and a strategist who helps coaches, creatives and leaders to grow their audience and sell more of their programs using the power of video storytelling. With two decades of experience in the film industry, she's helped clients like Subaru, MGM and Paramount Pictures to bring their vision to life and grow their impact, build their legacy and make the world a better place. I wanted to talk to Emmy because um, she actually had put up a, pa- a Facebook post that really talked about not getting sucked into, um, you know, other people's vision of what your what your business should be or what your life should be, and really getting thoughtful about what do you want it to look like. and You know, I had plans for things that I could have talked about in this episode, but as soon as I saw that, I knew that I really wanted to unpack this with Emmy, and we had a really amazing conversation that I'm sure is going to be helpful for you, so please enjoy my conversation with Emmy Wood. What's up? I'm Karanda Adair, Certified Automation Service Provider, and you are listening to Begin As You Mean To Go On. This podcast is for women of color with mission-driven service-based businesses who want to build automated sales and marketing systems the right way. If you're ready to work hard once to hire and employ technology to execute proven marketing strategies so you can get back to the rest of your business and your life, you are in the right place. Let's get it going. Hey, Emmy, thank you so much for being here. I know how busy you are, and I'm just so excited to take some time out and chat with you. Um, So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh,
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited.
0: All right. So if you don't know Emmy, go to go to our homepage and look at the amazing brand video that she did for us. Um, But please introduce yourself and tell people, you know, what you do and who you do it for and how
1: you make magic. Yeah, thank you. So I'm Emmy. Uh, I'm a storyteller. I'm a strategist. Uh, essentially, I help creatives and visionary entrepreneurs to stand out in this online market, um, not using kind of the tactics and strategies that we see so much saturated in the online space, but really helping my clients to stand out with their unique story. And I think that that's that's what makes us different. You know, we're not just creating videos, but we're really helping our clients clients to tell their stories. And in doing so, not only do they stand out, but um, they naturally position their expertise and you naturally start to magnetize the people that really resonate with your story and your values.
0: I love that. And I love especially the part about magnetizing people, because I think we get into, it's very easy to get into a chasing energy with marketing, especially if you're like following just a bunch of the advice out there. And really it's like, you have to be present and you have to show up and you have to be yourself. And then the people who see that and are like, oh yes, like I want, like my massage therapist changed platforms recently. And she's like, they have all these webinars and they're like the importance of a really great profile shot. But she's like, here's my selfie with my goat. Cause like that's her. (laughs) She's like the people who are going to be here for that are going to like what I have to offer. And I was like, I'm totally down for that. So I love that. So I wanted to have you on because I was recording an episode earlier in the season, really talking about like thinking about what you want and you had this post on Facebook that was just so great and so poignant about really taking a step back and thinking about what do you want your business to look like, you know? Um, and so I wanted to have this conversation and just find out from you, like, what was the genesis behind that and what's been your journey around that?
1: Mm, well, how much time do you have? 45 no, <laughs> minutes to an hour. <laughs> you know, I... Maybe it's because i I come from the film industry, where the principles of storytelling and the principles of kind of storytelling and online marketing are a little bit different. and And perhaps that's why it's been so stark for me. To really notice the the flaws in which we market online, I've always noticed this since the beginning. But it's maybe as I've grown personally and evolved and um, developed kind of more of my values. You know, really, what what do I stand for? What do I believe in? What is this thing that I'm going to stand behind and cultivate and and rally people around? And it's certainly not the messaging that's you know been touted online around you know doing more, making more, and everything is like six and seven figures, everything. Um, and it's not too surprising that on my journey of entrepreneurship in the last you know six seven years or so. The longer I do this, the more I've become aware that it has nothing to do with the figures, the seven, eight, whatever, but rather how do you intentionally cultivate the lifestyle and and the the happiness that, that you want, you know? I think the more we follow that messaging of needing more, wanting more, bigger list, bigger everything in some ways, it encourages us to lose sight of what's actually important to ourselves in exchange for this idea that it seems like the market is just so smitten by. Um, And that's really what I'm about. I feel like I've always been a bit of a truth teller in terms of like, this is actually what happens in business, or this is actually what happens uh, in entrepreneurship. And I'm just really passionate about supporting women, especially women entrepreneurs, especially, you know, women like me and you who are out there doing things that perhaps our family haven't shown us how to do. You know, we're like the first ones in our, in our families to become entrepreneurs to, you know, my family, I come from a line of immigrants, you know, we, we, we aren't out here to build this huge, huge business, but rather to, to create, I guess, something that's meaningful for us. All that to say really is to become more intentional and focused on what are the things that really matter for us. And it's okay if we slow down our pace in order to get clarity around what that is.
0: Yeah. And so I have a follow-up question. Um, because I always just like to try to bring it bring it into the practical, right? I'm sure in order to get to this revelation, you probably went down a little bit of a path and then realized like, "Wait a minute. Is this <laughs> is this where I actually want to go?" Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what are some of the signs if someone's listening and they're like, "Oh, what are what are the warning signs that you're maybe being subjected to and buying into things that maybe don't match the, the actual life and business that you want to build? What was that for you? And and what was the signal that you're like pulled you back into like, hey, wait, let, let's take a look at this?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for asking this. I think it's such an important uh, point of conversation. Um, because this is where, you know, we can get lost. For me, I wanted to, quote unquote, improve my messaging, right? And this is something that I think we all do in the process of iterating our offerings and kind of what our business and brand stands for. But the more I spoke to people, the more I researched this and the more actually even professionals that I hired to help me with this, the more I was steered towards a direction of what you are actually selling is this Freedom, this ability to have a business run without you, and to create this huge freedom lifestyle, and and intellectually, I understand that. You know, I'm a, I'm like you, very uh, kind of process driven, very strategic, uh, very automations driven. So yeah, of course, I love my automations. It's definitely going to give me my time back. But it's one thing to express the importance of having those systems in your business. And to me, and it's entirely different thing to say that by having these aspects, these foundational things in your business, your business can run without you and you will naturally grow a multi six and seven figure business. And the more I sat down with this copy, this messaging, the more I just felt so misaligned with it. That it got to a point where I was like, I cannot bring this message to the public because it just feels it just feels wrong for me, you know, because I have been in the trenches and I know that building a business requires so much more than just this. And I am not going to be one of those marketers that promises a seven or eight figure business just because you have this, you know, quote unquote, magical silver bullet in your business.
0: Yeah. So this is a great point that I want to piggyback on because as you know, I mean, I sell automation (laughs) basically, and it's such an important point. And one of the preconceptions that I battle is that automation is impersonal, right? And I always joke, I teach people how to be people online, right? <laughs> because you'll meet people in person or you see them speak on stage and they'll be so magnetic and so personable. And then I'll go to their website or I'll sign up for their email list and it's like crickets or it's like, where, where's is, where is that person, that magnetic, amazing person that I just experienced? Like, where's that in your digital presence? And so my excitement about content and about automation is to bring that forth, like to bring forth, you know, what is that magnetism and that spark that you have that's unique to you? And then let's, let's surface that in content, right? Because then you can not scale like, you know, to infinity and beyond. Like to me, the real value of automation is you want to work with people who resonate with you and your brand and your mission and all of those things and wading through like the whole entire internet to find those people will exhaust you. So let's put some things in place so that those people can find you because they can literally type into Google, whatever it is, you know, you do and find you and see your amazing, you know, website or get on your email list and then be like, yeah, 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 I want to do this. Like, I like this person and I trust this person and let's do this. And then they raise their hand and then you get to go, you know, kind of solidify that relationship. And that's what we're trying to do with automation. Um, so I love what you talked about in terms of, you know, being like
1: being authentic as much as that word is,
0: is overused, right? yeah.
1: I would definitely have to agree with uh, the the sentiment, the statement that you said uh, around this kind of misconception that automation is then impersonal, it's robotic, It, it won't feel like you. I think the only reason why consumers feel that is because we have so many people using the exact same tactics in their automations. It's not the automation itself. You know, I can tell you that, I mean, even working with you on your video, you know, my clients are like, I love your process. You're so organized. And guess what? All that is automated. I would not be able to manage our client workflows even with my team had I not put that process in place. So I think it's really important for people to not kind of scapegoat the technology itself. I think it's a wonderful tool that we should be leveraging but rather thinking about how are you bringing your own voice, your own personality, your own je ne sais quoi to those automations. Because that is ultimately how you stand out and create this dynamic experience, which is what we want for all of our audience.
0: Yeah. So... I would love to unpack that a little bit because you talked about, you know, having a small but mighty team, and that is really where automation can shine to really give you the leverage, right, in giving you your time back, but still providing these experiences. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, what was the process for you of building those processes? Like, did you have help? And was it challenging for you to think about, oh, okay, well, we need a landing page, you know and this is what i want that experience to be or this is what i want to happen can you talk a little bit about your experience of of creating that process cuz i think a lot of people see it or they experience it and they're like oh this is amazing but then when it comes time to like creating it for themselves they get super overwhelmed so i would i would love to hear how it was for you
1: yeah Uh, I think because of my background in the film industry, um, being very systems minded is just a natural thing for me. And so when I went to create these systems, such as, you know, the client onboarding, the communications throughout the videography project, all the resources that I provide for, you know, my clients. I didn't mastermind that and create that entire process overnight. You know, and I think that that's actually what a lot Wait, of... Wait, you didn't um, have overnight success? <laughs> and, yeah, that, and along with the multi-eight-figure business, all overnight, right? Um, no, it it was several months, perhaps even, you know, a couple of years of kind of fine-tuning and iterating that process. And where I see, even you know, even a lot of my clients kind of stumbling when they try and create this whole process from the beginning, but they've never even served that client yet. So they're almost trying to imagine what that scenario is going to look like. And they try and create the communications in that workflow. And, And I always kind of encourage my clients to just slow that process down. I know you want to be prepared for when that client does come into your pipeline. But honestly, it won't take you that much time to build as you go in real time with that client. So you actually understand what is required in that phase of the process. Now, I guess another tip that I can share, um, instead of looking at the entire process as like one giant Beasts that you have to tame, which of course is going to feel overwhelming. Can you break down your entire process perhaps into three or four key phases and then start to map out what happens within those phases? So, for example, you know, from the quoting to onboarding phase, there are certain things that need to happen then. And I'm going to distinguish that from the rest of the project just to create that simplicity. So that I can create that workflow and not feel like I need to build the entire thing all at once.
0: Okay. A few things I want to unpack there because that is gold. So I just, I kind of want to restate so that listeners really get this. If you are in the beginnings of your journey or the beginnings of a new offer, don't try to build everything at once because I, and I have had this before, like people come to me and they are like, I want to automate all the things and they haven't sold the thing. (laughs) yeah so so when you're ready to automate is when you have a process that is working and then you want to hire technology to help you execute key points of that process and I think that's what you were getting at it's like but you have to have the process so go ahead and do that manual work people who are listening and you're you're rolling out that new offer, whatever it is, go ahead and do that manual work and pick apart the like the most important pieces. So like you're onboarding. That's huge. It's like if someone has given you money. What do you want to happen? And we have another episode this season where I actually am, am talking through with someone live on the podcast. Like we're going through these six systems and talking through that. Um, and that's what we do in a marketing intensive is we say, okay, we're going to go through all these systems in your business and we're going to look at what's happening, what is your successful process, right? And let's map that out and then let's pick the, you know, the low hanging fruit, right? The biggest bang for the buck and let's execute on that first. So I love that and I just wanted to, you know, pull that apart.
1: Yeah. So similar to, uh, there's a saying in kind of our online world where, uh, you know, you can sell products in your sleep (laughs) And I think that statement, you know, of passive income has really uh, caught a lot of wind and momentum. You know, of course, people want to be making money when they're sleeping, you know, who doesn't. And yet at the same time, I see a lot of these earlier stage businesses wanting to start exactly that. I want to sell this thing in my sleep. And I'm like, and this might sound harsh, but you know, I just I consider myself a loving big sister that's just gonna tell you straight up. And it might temporarily hurt your feelings, but it will save you a ton of time and energy. And that is actually what's so valuable. So don't try and sell anything in your sleep if you haven't sold it while you're awake that's a general rule to follow that you know launch it live launch it messy launch it dirty you will learn your process as you go but the more you try and rush that the more you actually don't have a pulse on what needs to happen in order to automate so then guess what happens you automate this whole thing you build this beautiful you know masterpiece michelangelo of the system but then, when you actually get your clients or you get people going through your funnel, you're going to have to rebuild it. You're going to have to tear parts of it apart and, and re message or retweak. And that's not actually saving you time. So, sell it live, sell it messy. And as you're doing it live, map out what's happening. Just document it. You know, you write it on a pen and paper for, for all that matters. But just document the steps. And then once you know that process has a good general flow, then you can start looking at which tools will be a good match for you to help automate that. Because not every tool is actually going to serve your business either. Oh, you went there. You went there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, did. No, I'm <laughs> I, so I did. I know so glad. I'm talking
1: Because
0: <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, okay. So first, wake up. Wake up and sell your shit. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just, just bring that down to the ground. And, um, I would say before you even think about tools, like just like, that's literally why we're here. Because if I had a dollar for everybody who came to me, having tried to, you know, either DIY or duct tape their stuff together, or God forbid, gone into a Facebook group and started asking people, what do you use for blank (sighs) people? If you have been listening to this podcast for more than two weeks and you don't know, Like, let me just say it again, please don't do that. Like, that's literally why we're here. It's literally why we do this as a first step is to say, okay, here's what's going on. Here's what you want it to look like. And now we're going to, we're going to make a list and we're going to, we're going to interview this technology and we're going to see if it's going to do what you needed to do. And even if you can't afford a marketing intensive, right? Just that mindset shift of, I am going to hire some technology. Let me write a job description
1: first. I love that perspective. Yeah. Such an amazing
0: point. So what are some of the like key automations that you use to just kind of make things easier and flow for, your, for yourself and your team?
1: Yeah. So I would say one of the tools that I have used pretty much since day one is 17 hats, which is a, essentially it's a kind of project management slash invoicing slash bookkeeping software. Um, Mm -hmm. Great for creative entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, freelancers, because it includes templates and the ability to create workflows where you can automate things. And so with that, you are creating a consistent client experience. Um, I absolutely love that about 17 Hats. And even I even remember in the first year of business, I was listening to a podcast about, you know, outsourcing and growing your team. I don't know why I was listening to that my first year of business, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was curious. And they were saying, you know, hire a VA for the work that you don't like to do and that you're doing over and over again. That is tedious. And so I followed that advice and I and I had a VA, you know, do my onboarding in 17 hats. And eventually I just took it back because I'm like, why am I hiring a person to do do this, when the software literally allows me to like click a few buttons, and I've done it in like less than two minutes. So it, it, it it was an opportunity for me to really like, okay, I know this is what the the common sentiment is, and, and what we're being taught to do online. But is it actually right for me? And is it right for my stage in business? Because that's something to consider as well. You know, if you're, building your client base, you probably don't need a kabajillion and one tools to like, have a crazy workflow or system, right? I'm I'm a big fan of keeping things simple, uh, keeping things lean. And you can absolutely create a phenomenal client experience with simplicity.
0: Okay, so I love that. And one of the things I want to tease out of that is, hiring technology versus hiring people, right? Maybe when you are in the beginning and you're doing it manually, um, and if you don't have, if you feel like you don't have the tech acumen, right? To put something together. So maybe you hire that VA to do things manually, but maybe you, you're you documenting the process, right? And then maybe you have that same VA say, oh, let's let's go ahead and set this up in the tool, right? And doesn't mean you have to fire your VA. Maybe you can use them for other things. Like there's things that humans are really good at like reaching out to people and ha- and building personal connection. And then there's things that the robots are really good at. And I have a client right now where they're amazing at marketing, they're amazing at building relationships, not so great at technology. And so part of the challenge is saying, you know, when I, I'll propose a different way of doing things and they'll be like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, yeah, but by systemizing in this way, you're going to, you're going to be able to automate this. And you're going to save this huge chunk of time, right? And save your people for the things that people are really good at. So I love that. I also love, um, as much as I talk about, you know, hating all in ones, which 17 hats really is, this goes back to what's right for you and your business, right? So actually my podcast producer who is thinking about having us help with their systems, right? she's like, you know what? I just did everything in Kajabi because that's what I could handle when i was like cuz my primary job is get out here and sell stuff right your primary job is to get out so if there is a tool that allows you to just get in there without you know having a side trip to become a tech wizard that allows you to get out there and sell like by all means use that tool because when you are selling and when you reach a point where you're like okay now i want to build a system that's great. like we can help you you know plan that and take that down to the studs and build you a new house for the next phase of your business. but by all means use what is going to work for you and that you and your team can handle, you know until you are ready for that upgrade if that even is something that you're aspiring to, right?
1: Yeah, yep, absolutely. yeah
0: <laughs> and you know I I want to just say like when we worked together last year, well, this is, this is really about like content and being able to put content out there because we were kind of in each other's orbits. Right. And at some point I went and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. That's what you do. And then I got to the point where I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm ready for this. And when I showed up, I was like, let's go. Yes, <laughs> right. You, there was yes, no you like, were. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I book a call. Let's talk it through to convince me. I was like, nope, let's go. And I had to commit. And it was eight months before we worked, Right, yeah. So yeah. I had to like put that cash down and be like, "Yep, Emmy's so good that she's booked out for all the years. So if I want to do this in the summer, I have to know in like February <laughs> right, yeah. that I want to do that, and I got to plunk down that cash, right? And it was worth totally worth it. So I think there's a piece too of knowing, like, if you if you do find like, okay, this is this is something that I need to upgrade in the future." And you know the person you want to hire, or you know the help that you need, like reach out sooner than later because things take time. And, you know, I've been thinking, I was thinking this morning about like this dream team of women business owners that I was like, wow, if we all got our hands on one business, like it would, like it would completely transform. Um yeah.
1: Yeah, that is so important. But you know, we're all busy. We're all busy. So it's like, don't, you know, (laughs)
0: people show up in like June and they're like, yeah, can I get my systems by like August? I'll be like, not for me. Like I'm not burning out my team, (laughs) you know, and myself trying to, um, so this is a long game. And that's really, I guess, what I wanted to surface is, you know, the first step is figuring out like, what is the business you want to have? And then if you need help, then you need to plan accordingly and know that, Like your emergency is not our emergency, right? Like there was no amount of money that I was going to pay you to be like, yeah, but can I get it next month? Like, no.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think the the experienced people who are really great at what they do, I mean yourself included, you would say no, right? Because you know that those short timelines compromises on the quality of work that we aim to deliver for our clients. And kind of going back to what you're saying around don't wait, definitely don't wait until you desperately need somebody to to hire because I actually made this mistake last year. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've i had a team um, and, and I know the importance of having somebody before you need it. But I guess we're just in a season in business where we weren't that busy. Uh, you know, we do our quarterly planning. So I knew what was going to be coming up. Um, I figured that I could just share the tasks with another team member until I eventually hired that person. Well, that turned out to be a really tightened timeline. What I thought would be a nice, easy, spacious six months turned into a frantic nine months. And in the end, I was like, I am so exhausted. Like, I need to just put aside the time to hire the right person And gosh, had I just wished that I could rewind and done that, you know, three, six months earlier, even though there wasn't the demand for that person, we would have been able to train them up to our, you know, brand standards, to our company uh, expectations, to get their help probably in implementing some systems without feeling this, like, rushed demand to do it right away. So, yeah, just... Having the right people around you um, anticipating that need, I think will also prepare you better for when that, you know, big demand does come and land in your lap. Because if you're just kind of going by and being like, oh, I'm going to hire that person when I know there's going to be the demand for that person, chances are you're not even going to be able to handle that demand because you're going to be so overwhelmed with all the other things that you didn't know you had to do until you're a, sh- a person short.
0: Yes, you are preaching to the choir. And, <laughs> you know, twenty summer 2020 was when I started hiring folks. And then I quickly realized like, oh, I have people to do the things, but I need someone to manage the people doing the things. And so I went to Kimon Um, I'm going to link to her episode with us in the show notes. She just launched a new hiring initiative um, because I kept saying, oh, I need to hire an operations manager for two months. I said that and I'm like, this is not happening. That means I need to get help. I think there are people who help you hire people. Let me go make that <laughs> happen. Um, and that's how I got our amazing operations manager. And you know, likewise, we worked with the digital Jane for two years. They they kind of place someone in your business who can execute the tasks, but can also help you systemize what they are doing so you can hire that full-time role. And so we just had that transition and, you know, God bless Alice who gave us like a good six months to, to make that transition. So we knew we needed to hire and we gave, you know, a good month of overlap so that our new person could be trained. And yeah, if you're coming from a place of desperation, whether it's hiring, whether it's automation or systems, it's just going to be so stressful and, and, also, the people who are really good and who are going to give you the best results are not going to want to take you on in that state. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to chill. Um, so yeah, that's a really good point. I think we've spanned so much good stuff here in this chat. Is there anything else you feel like we missed or people, you know, should really need to know about being mindful about how they, how they design their business and, and
1: like work their business around their life? yeah I think there's if there is one thought, if there is even just one thought that your listeners walked away with, I think it's really the importance of defining for yourself what is important for you in terms of the values that your business expresses, how you live your day-to- day life, even you know the number of team members you decide to bring on. Uh, It's such a popular idea to kind of bash the corporate world and say, I'm not working for the man anymore. I'm going to build my own empire. And then when you go along that path, gosh, there are so many things that are going to be asked of you to build that empire. Um, Along the way, are these gut checks? Is that empire really even what I want? You know, is a seven-figure business even what I want? Or do I just want the freedom? Do I want enough to take care of my family? Do I just want to have that freedom? And I'm willing to bet that most of us go into entrepreneurship exactly for that freedom, right? To to build our own schedule and to to do something meaningful with our life force. That is not to hustle 24-7 for you know this, this elusive thing that we're supposed to build. So take the time to really get clear for you what is it that matters for you and be relentless in defending those things for you and your business. Um, ultimately, you're the only person that you're going to have to answer to at the end of the day. and And so make sure you're making the best decisions for yourself.
0: Awesome. Yeah, such a good point. And I feel like the the sign that shows up is if you are really, really reluctant to do whatever it is you think is the next step, right? If you're procrastinating doing something, that's a time to gut check, like, is it because you're going in the wrong direction that you're so resistant to doing this next thing?
1: Yes very, very true. Yes.
0: Oh, so good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Emmy. Tell everybody where they can find you if they need an amazing brand video or video production services. Where's the best place to find you?
1: Yeah, they can find me on my website. That's emmywoo.com or you can find me across social media at Media.
0: And of course, your Instagram and all your stuff is so beautiful and on point because it's, it's like you're a professional. <laughs> Aww, <thanks. laughs> thank
1: all
0: right. You. Thank you so, so much. I so appreciate you taking the time and uh, we'll see you on the Internet.
1: Thank you for having me. I always have a blast chatting with you.